Hey guys, welcome to the Live Live Play podcast. I'm your host Stephen Kinsler, and today we are talking about uh, Movember, this year's 2019 Movember campaign. And I have Jack O'Connor from the Movember Ireland Foundation, who's come out to FSM to have a chat and tell us a little bit more about uh, Movember itself and its plans for 2019 and going forward. So, Jack, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. No problem. So, firstly, Jack, you've been. As you said, this is your sixth campaign with Movember. That's right, yeah. And tell us a little bit about your journey uh, with Movember and how's, how's it gone over the last six years? Yeah, it's been, it's been a hell of a ride. Um, my background before working in Movember was in kind of marketing events and branding. Yeah. Um, and then just before I started working with Movember, I got really into mental health and started pursuing psychology as okay. a career path so I started to uh, I, you know, becoming a clinical psychologist is a really really long road and so mm. I took the first step of what would be and what will be a 20 year wow. kind of journey now I'm stretching that out <laughs> um, and so the role in November came up I started in a community engagement working, yeah. with, working with directly with fundraisers um, so the role came up and it seemed like a nice marrying of the two so putting what I knew about marketing and, and branding and events putting all that you know knowledge to use but for something for, for, for a good cause yeah. and something that I had become more passionate about in recent times and, and it certainly delivered on that yeah and we, so well, I, I like we spoke about it in the car on the way up. Uh, I first found out about Movember it was created in Australia. That's right. Uh, I first found out about it in Australia, and as I said, it was I just started seeing a bunch of guys with tashes, and I thought it was a new fashion trend. I was like, oh, these Australian guys are so weird. Uh, it's the first time I ever seen skinny jeans as well, <laughs> so I was a little bit kind of nah, I can't wait to get home. Uh, but obviously, it was for a charity and for a charitable cause. Um, with Movember, it started off for male cancer. It was and te- testicular cancer and getting male uh, men checked and awareness of that. Um, for you, in like obviously being in Ireland now and seeing what's been happening in Ireland, where do you feel like men are in regards to being more open to getting checked, more open to understanding more about cancer and cancer awareness, really? Yeah, like I think it's getting better. Yeah. Um, when the guys started November in 2003, it was off the back of uh, one of the guys seeing a TV ad for prostate cancer checks. Yeah. And the first thing that caught his attention was the DORE, the <laughs> Digital Rectal Examination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was kind of laughing to himself, and then he saw the statistics. Mm. Now, at this time in Australia, the breast cancer movement was really taking off, yeah. and so he knew all of the breast cancer stats inside out. And what he couldn't believe when he saw this ad was that it was pretty much the same, you know, it was affecting the same number of men as breast cancer was affecting women. The side effects were pretty nasty. Mm. Um, and he was shocked that he'd never heard of it. And so he went back to the guys and he said, have you heard of prostate cancer? And none of them had. Yeah. So, you know, they had a little bit of a giggle about the DRE, the finger yeah. bum, but then they're like, no, this, this is not funny. It's really not funny. Like we should do something. And so they started growing the mustaches. <laughs> to raise funds and, and that was really the, the beginning and there was there was an appetite for that yeah um, in the very early stages of November one of the things that the guys realized they needed to do more so than investing in you know big research programs or uh, anything 
two like on the ground what we needed to do was actually get guys to a be aware of prostate cancer yeah. and, and to actually go and get checked so what we're touching on there is the thing called help seeking behavior which us guys are traditionally really really bad at yeah and um, we don't like to go to the doctor we don't like to uh to go get things checked out we tend to bury our head in the sand uh, and ignore things and in more recent years as we've looked at mental health we've realized that it's the same behavior we need yeah. to change we need to get guys to be okay with seeking help and to yeah. to i suppose open up a bit more and and look things are changing and um, i think i think people are, are getting more and more engaged but there's still you know there's a lot of especially around mental health there's a lot of uh you know it's okay not to be okay please yeah. talk all these great campaigns that are are raising awareness but what i feel is that um for a small number of people who still feel it's not okay to be okay the issue is compounded because they feel maybe this extra layer of shame that everyone's just saying it's okay and they're not and they're still in this rut and so the the group of people is maybe getting a bit smaller yeah um but for them that issue is maybe getting a little bit worse and so it's it's, it's an issue in the dark and it's, yeah. it's, it's difficult to tackle because you could be saying oh well i am open but you're actually not open not sure, open to yeah. talk because you're just trying to like you're afraid of what and again it's it's uh, i suppose it's a stigma you and it's a self-stigma because you're trying to say well if i say this what are people going to think of me and is that showing weakness and um and that whole thing of a man being a man and i have a a, a good a good kind of friend that i have a uh, jody kennedy who's uh started to be uh, rewilding and you like he, you go to the beach you run trails you throw stones like caveman kind of back to basics then you go into the cave and you do some breathing and you, you try and get a little bit more emotional about things and the feedback that um, he's getting on that is huge because guys are getting a kind of a place where they can just kind of let it like let everything out which again in society it's kind of like and I'm like I grew up a man doesn't cry a man's a man and I, I, I personally don't like I get given out to a lot for I don't show a lot of emotion in sad times I get angry because I just have a lot of emotions I just don't have that particular one but I do get upset and I do these things uh, but I would probably be a person that would find it hard to go sit in a room and tell people how I'm actually feeling if I'm having a bad day or um, I like I'd have one or two close friends that I could rely on if I had to tell them something. But I'd probably try and offset that, and it, it's that whole mentality for me would be suck it up and stuff like that. And the more I research, the more I learn, the more I'm like talking to yourself and doing stuff like remember and like reading people's stories and seeing people um, getting help and doing better and having a better life. I think is a better. I'm starting to understand it more, and and then that's one the other reason why I was looking to have you on the podcast because I want to know more obviously people listening want to know more but I want to know more about it um, but back to like I, I want to touch on the mental health side of things as well but we just did a, a charity event in Berlin and the guy was saying one in two people have been affected by cancer in some way shape or form that's the latest stats what are the kind of you, you even you know them off where the stats are for men in just for men like male like uh, testicular cancer and cancer for men do you know what they are I don't know like, I, I don't know them off the top of my head right? sure in Ireland one in seven one in seven will, <coughs> men will be diagnosed with, with prostate cancer okay um, 
Now, the thing with prostate cancer is that if you catch it early, you have a lot of options. Yeah. Um, but if you catch it late, the, your options can be limited. And the issue... So, prostate cancer actually won't kill you unless it breaks out of the prostate. Okay. Um, yeah. And it spreads to other areas, and that's when it can become a real life-threatening issue. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that people forget, so like the medical definition for survivorship, it's a really low bar. It's yeah. since you're not dead. It doesn't really take into account a man's well-being, yeah. how happy he is. So some of the more serious side effects of prostate cancer treatment can be things like sexual dysfunction yeah. um, or incontinence. And so there's a guy, a UK ambassador for us, Elvin, and he talks very openly about not having had enough information at the point of diagnosis for him to make the right decisions. Yes. That he might have made, gone down a different treatment path had he known that he... What were the consequences he, of it? At the moment, he, he, he's unable to make love to his wife, and that's yeah. something he's, he's very open about and, and talks you know, quite passionately about mm. as something that frustrates him. Um, and so a lot of the work that we've done in prostate cancer is try to get as much information into the hands of prostate cancer patients yes, um, so that they can make informed decisions um, to you know, live happy, healthy lives beyond their cancer diagnosis. Yeah. Um, so like, as you said, like one in seven. So we have, it, it, it's just, it's a crazy stat that it one in seven people. So there's right now there's like four people in this, in this building, all male, um, so statistically one of us could be I know like it's one in seven but like three more people if we include the guys next door there's about nine people one of us is due to experience this like yeah. horrible horrible infliction um, so for guys that don't know like where to go like is like on the November website there would be information on like um, kind of where to go to get your obviously your, your normal GP can do your your tests and stuff like that but even like a, a community a forum or anything along those lines where guys can go on and like be slightly anonymous uh, anonymous and like get some ask some questions and stuff like that yeah like Movember.com <coughs> has a lot of information that can point you in the right direction yeah um, the PSA test is the is the standard level one test yeah. for prostate cancer it's a it's a blood test for PSA the prostate specific antigen yeah um, now, we would say that guys should be getting that done annually from the age of 45 onwards. Okay. Maybe a bit younger if you've had prostate cancer in your family, if yes. your dad had prostate cancer or a brother or an uncle, um, because genetics is a big yeah. uh, a big indicator that it, you know, it could, be coming, yeah. could be coming your way. Um, and as I say, if you can catch it early, all the better. And the PSA is an imperfect test. You, know, yeah. you can have um, false alarms. So my, my dad actually has... Okay. Um, has high PSA and he's going to check that out um, but there are a couple of other things like you could have an inflamed prostate there, mm. there are a couple of other, of other things that can cause you to have high PSA in the blood yeah. um, but it's, it's the best test we've got at the moment there is a team in November globally trying to find a new a new test looking at biomarkers they're actually new yeah. um, looking at a, a, a more more specific so they can say yeah, yeah it's definitely that, that will give us a little yeah. bit more information well, here's hoping they, they crack that and they make it. But you like, well, that's it's, it's a simple because I, I, I know, uh, like getting your, your like, uh, is it the Dior? 
was it the, the finger up the one the DR the DRE the digital D- yeah, clearly yeah. I haven't got one because uh, <laughs> I don't know the name of it but I know a lot of lads would be kind of like oh, I don't know hey hold on here a minute but it, you can start off with getting a blood test that's, that's which the, is that's the first stage yeah yeah so um, that would be like obviously it's as simple as going and getting a blood test and then uh, I know that it's, it's just you need to do it like if I think like I'm a, I'm a father uh, I want to know where I stand in regards to my health like we run a gym we're all about health and wellness and living a good active lifestyle but like if I don't know what's going on internally and like it hits the fan then obviously I've got a tree roll that sure. I might be around for if I don't go get tested and I actually haven't been tested so that's going to be actually on my list because I'll be honest I'm on the podcast and I'll, I'll let people know when I haven't done it um, because I'll, I'll hold myself accountable uh, I wouldn't have actually and I only thought of it there I actually haven't I'm talking about it but I've never gone getting it done so and I'm 37 so I'm not too far off the 40s yeah, you, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, sh- you should be okay at 37 but yeah. you're still within the bracket for testicular cancer though you should be yeah. you should be feeling your nuts a bit more <laughs> I reckon just in the shower yeah in the shower what you want to do is you want to uh, you want to roll your testicle through yeah. your fingers softly you don't want to squeeze it and you're, yeah. feeling, you're looking for like a hard pea-sized lump okay uh, there are like little jiggly bits at the back that sometimes you feel and you get a bit worried about yeah, they're, yeah. they're okay they're, they're normal um, yeah. but yeah and see the thing with testicular cancer is you've got to do it relatively frequently yeah so that you know what's normal so you notice if something is new yeah yeah and I, I we have a story of a uh, my sister-in-law's cousin died very rapidly um, passed away very rapidly testicular died years ago and he was in his early 20s and he had literally chronic pain there but he was too embarrassed again to be a 22 year old pain there didn't want to go to a doctor didn't want to and eventually when he did go it was too late yeah and it's just it, it can hit it just means it does again like I said I'm 37 you're saying with prostate within by the time you're 40 you want to be getting tested annually but for testicular cancer it, it regardless of what the stats are like at any age it can happen so like, yeah, he was, yeah. I think he was 22 could be 22 I'm not 100% sure of his age but he was in his early 20s and by the time he did get checked it was too late and I think he passed within a month then yeah. when they figured it out like. testicular cancer is a young man's disease okay as young as 15 yeah uh, even maybe a bit younger but 15 to, the, to 30 35 yeah. would be the general bracket of testicular cancer and then as you kind of leave that bracket you're going into prostate yeah. cancer so there's there's kind of a bit of a handover to what you're most at risk of yeah. depending on what age you're at um, but you know it, it goes back to that piece we started with about not going you notice something's not yeah. right and not going to go check mm-hmm. it out the hurler tip hurler all Ireland winning tip hurler Noel yeah. McGrath uh, had testicular cancer mm-hmm. and survived um, but he said that his left nut was the size of a schlitter for about three months <laughs> yeah. before before he went and got it checked out yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and they just like oh Jesus you know and it just got to the point that he couldn't ignore it yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and, and this is what we're all about this is why the Movember campaign you know we, we raise a lot of funds that go to a lot of really great programs that we yeah. can talk about but it also raises a lot of awareness it starts that conversation it gets the information out there and you know, yeah. with, with this sort of stuff knowledge is power it can save someone's life if, if they hear, oh, that's how I should check my nuts, I should go yeah. do it. You know? And then, again, all that, like, how to kind of 
you have to check like a kind of self-care I'm sure they the information on that on November site like so you can check that out you can you can look that up and then go do it like just go do it and have it done because like as you look at the tip hurler like three months with like a slitter sized ball is not normal for anyone um but against that it's that whole like kind of, I think male mentality of a strong man doesn't <clears throat> doesn't say anything doesn't show weakness and stuff like that and i just think that's a that's something that kind of needs to change now again i would go down the road as i don't want to like don't have to become a soppy crier 24 7 but like showing that you look after yourself and show you that you care about with your fellow man and helping them out and then listening and understanding to them i think is pretty good um so on to as you said like you're you're studying uh and with the goal of kind of like the mental the mental health aspect of it so this is something that i've i've helped people raise money for i've i don't know enough about it um and as you spoke about off camera i would be someone that would be on the lines of if you're having a bad day suck it up buttercup come on let's go brush it off but now knowing that i have no idea what that person's going through outside of the time I spend with them. And saying that could be actually just compounding their issue of being kind of nervous or depressed or having anxiety. So where where like kind of yourself and your education and Movember on like kind of mental mental health awareness and like even like to the point of suicide prevention, which would mental health can lead to people wanting to take their life. Yeah, so it's it, it's a really complicated issue. Yeah. Um, and there's no easy way to go about tackling it. Um, and there's a lot of there's a lot of really good organisations already active in the space. Peter House, Samaritans, yeah. they have um, really excellent emergency services that if people get to crisis point, if they're at the point of suicide ideation, they yeah. can call these phone lines. They can access these services. Um, November primarily in Ireland, especially, is looking. Uh, upstream so yeah. when we first came into the mental health space we didn't want to just come in and say okay we're here to save the day um, you've got to give the organisations that have been working in the space for yeah. longer than you have their their due credit um, and so we actually sat down with some of those guys and we yeah. said look we're looking at um, mental health and suicide prevention with a male lens um, what do you guys think we should do and the consistent response was we don't need you guys to fund another phone line for men not to call um, yeah, actually, very yeah. You know, so w- with that, we realized that the issue that we really need to tackle was cultural, and mm. um, it was upstream. So before it gets to that point of suicide, that critical point that I yeah. talked about a moment ago, before it gets there, we need to change culture. We need to instigate this cultural shift. Um, and so the way we do that is by educating people, by, um, by getting people to talk more and so it's, it was actually World Suicide Prevention Day yesterday Yes. and so we do uh, we, we release a global piece of content around that time of the year and it started off with um, encouraging people to talk then the following year was asking people to unmute so uh, you know uh, about active listening so ask, listen you know, yeah. connect with people and then this year it was around the Rugby World Cup where we talked about uh, half time, be a man of more words, and talk at half time. Yeah, yeah. So we do a lot of work at, at that upstream place, trying to instigate that cultural shift. Um, and then some of the programs we're looking at, the more on the ground stuff, um, 
we're looking at specific uh, at-risk groups. Yeah. So one of them is that you actually might be interested in is called Ahead of the Game. Okay. Um, and it's a mental health training program done through sports clubs. Okay. It could be any sports. Yeah. And so in the same environment that these kids are learning, the kids are at eight to twelve. Is that? That's that that's just the kids we we work with seven to twelve year olds. Yeah. So <clears throat> before those kids go into their teens and <laughs> shit is the fan. Yeah. <laughs> um, you teach them about you know mental resilience. You teach mm. them about uh, you teach them the vocabulary of how to identify things, how to articulate things. Yeah how to look out for themselves, how to look out for each other and in the same environment that they learn, learn about their physical health, they yeah. learn about their mental, mental, mental and emotional health. And so the idea is that before they go into the teens, you create this more emotionally literate yeah. um, generation of kids who can properly navigate that and rather than having people in their mid, late 20s who've learned all these negative coping mechanisms yes. and they're kind of crippled and then they're at that crisis point, we can avoid that and actually teach people how to properly navigate that into adulthood and what's your head of the head of the game head of the game yeah. so that's yeah that's something definitely i, I 100 did because we deal with a lot of kids and it's a lot of kids that we get a lot of kids that would come from uh, a negative sporting background and again i'm not against team sports in any way shape or form but there is an emphasis on the best players play and then you're you're the benched kid and then you get disillusioned by the sport because it becomes not fun anymore. Yeah, yeah. When you're when you're very young, everyone plays, and then as you get older, it's the team wants to win, and if you're not up to scratch on the coach's view, you're going to be benched. And that's I think is a it's a tough you know it's a, it can be a lesson, but it's only a good lesson if it's taught to be a good lesson that you need to work harder yeah. and then shown what steps to take. But we get kids come in that like again they've been bullied through sport, bullied in school, because they're different, they might be slightly bigger, or they're not naturally coordinated, uh, or they're not like cool or whatever, and our response to everyone that comes in the room is that if you do what we ask, it's going to be tough, but I guarantee you in a year, you're going to be a stronger person, and then in two years, you're going to be even stronger than that, and we always use our, our coach, Reen, who came to me at 13, was not being picked for sports. I, I promised him one thing I said if you stay with me for a year I'll make you the strongest kid in your school and now he's dealing with strength coach in Europe for coaching okay. kids and he's he's actually outlifted me now which is it's a positive from a coaching point of view I'm yeah. very happy from a personal point of view I'm realising my age <laughs> um, but yeah and his mental resilience through school he's had a tough time through school and but he's able to kind of process it a little bit stronger than as you say, guys, and they they get compounded and through their teens, and then it, as you said, kind of shaking hit the fan when they're in their twenties, and then they, they can't talk to anyone. They don't know how to cope with it. Um, so ahead of the game, definitely, yeah. I'm gonna. Is there a link and stuff like that? that uh, we could, yeah, yeah, I can, I can post that on the podcast. Yeah, I can send you some stuff. One hundred percent would love that. Um, because that's that's the only place where we're kind of like we would talk about being a good human be like we all say like be a good human say hello to people respect everyone in the room because they're all on their own journey but having more information to educate our kids on i totally be interested in kind of work with that and our teens and our adults for that matter um that'd be awesome so november 2019 what's the big what's ireland's plan what's the goal for you guys as uh, the organization Obviously. yeah so November campaign is all about fundraising. That's yeah. 
you know that's when we raise all the funds that let us do all the work the rest of the year um so we, we've got loads of stuff we've got a big launch event it's on the 27th of october okay and um, we've got there's a like there's already some fundraising events in the calendar like living quill has a big hike i think they're doing car tool this year okay yeah uh, cool fire brigade are back on board the guards uh we got all our corporate guys in google yeah and, uh aircap like we've got supporters all over the country and the the campaign this year is whatever you grow will save a mo. So even if you've got a crappy mustache, <laughs> that'll do. If you've got a big bushy mustache, yeah, that'll yeah, do. Yeah. If you've got a creepy mustache, that'll do. Um, and then obviously if you if you don't want to grow a mustache, you can't grow a mustache. You can't mm. take on the move challenge or uh, or host host an event. So we've yeah. got this. You know, for most sisters who want to support us, there's loads of ways people can yeah. get involved. And we're gonna like an FSM. We're gonna try. We're gonna promote it. We did it a few years ago, as I said. And I had I was rocking a very cool handlebar mustache. Mm-hmm. On the first of December, I was required to remove it. Yeah, hence yeah. of my uh, partner. Uh, <laughs> but uh, looking forward to getting another one back. Uh, but we're gonna do a big promotion for November this year. We're gonna try and get as many guys on board as possible. Again, we're gonna raise as much money as we can. We're a small organization, but we'll do what we just. There will be a, a hook. Uh, I will do some stupid exercise feat if we raise money, enough money. And I like, because the last time it was 670 something burpees I did for the amount of money we raised uh, individually. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And we're gonna try and later just make, do as many events in November to raise as much money as we can because it's, a, it's something that I feel like I like it's gonna affect me some way, shape, or form. As either will be me, my family, or someone I know that's close to me that will be affected by this, and I will have I will have those conversations and making people more awareness. And again, uh, that's why we have Jack on the show today to try and get more awareness out there. And like Movember's doing an amazing job, but like people that would listen to our podcast or follow us on Instagram mightn't be liking or subscribing to Movember on Instagram or Facebook. All the links links will be in the show below, so definitely check them out. Give them a link and go get tested. But just before we wrap things up, Jack, is there anything that you you have or any anything you want to kind of say on the organization or on the the, the charities? Uh, the kind of anything before we go or sign off? Or you yeah, that just, was fumbled. But yeah, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll go just on. support your local mustaches. If it's not going to be you, look out for the guys who are growing. Yeah, and uh, give them a nod compliment their mustache and um, yeah they need all the encouragement they can yeah. get believe me <laughs> perfect so guys we're gonna wrap up the show this was a, a show i was looking forward to do um when i first contacted jack about it and he was happy enough to come out to fsm and record and so jack thank you very much you. guys if you've not if you're listening to us on podbean and soon to be on spotify don't forget to follow us and give us a like and a, and a, and a positive comment if you're on you watching us on youtube please Again, like and subscribe and help promote Movember. And every week we're rolling out new podcasts with myself and some cool guests. And again, Jack is, uh, this is, a, as I said, this is one of the podcasts that I've been looking forward to do because it's something that I hold dear in regards to charity and men's health and men's mental health. Um, so I'm very happy to have that on. So guys, uh, thank you for listening and we will check back in with you in a week. We're out.